This is Millennial Man Motions Entertainment, LLC. Today is Tuesday, January 24th, 2023. And this morning of Tuesday the 24th, I want to know what my rabbi's 10 favorite movie directors are. Finally, we get to find out what my rabbi's 10 favorite movie directors are, because just like me, he loves movies also, and he's seen way more movies than I have over his lifespan, and these movies are going to be in no particular order, and I have not been known notified of what any of these directors are ahead of time, so I will have a genuine, authentic response for each and every director. So with all that said, we're going to start off with the one honorable mention. Welcome back on the program, Rabbi Yitz. What's your first honorable mention before we get to the 10th main list? Okay, so I think that in anybody's book, you cannot, you cannot start out the modern movie... Um, or even the classic movie uh, directors without mentioning Frank Capra, whose It's Wonderful Life uh, set the bar for every director and for every movie that came after. That's my opinion. And, and in terms of my favorite directors, I'm glad that Ben, um, that you didn't uh, say who I think the best directors are. These are just my favorites. Not necessarily because they are great directors, even though I think all of them are. It's because they directed or directed and produced some of my favorite movies. Yes, that's a good point you made there. I said uh, favorite and then right. not best. Right. F- favorite and best are two, uh, two different things. things. Right, so if I were giving an objective viewpoint as to who we all would think are best directors, I think we would have, um, we could argue, uh, but I think objectively we could look at certain directors. And I think some of uh, my choices would fit in that category, but these are purely subjective. These are because, again, as I said, they directed some of my favorite movies. So the honorable mention was Fra- Frank, Frank Capra. Fra- Frank Capra, and did he direct uh, It's a Wonderful Life? Yes. And that came out in 1946. 45, yeah. For, around there, mid-40s. Yeah. Mid- yeah. Okay. Right. okay, that's a really good choice for an honorable mention. All right. Now, for the 10 list, these are in no particular order? Correct. So, I'm, I'm, okay, the first of 10. What's the first okay, one? so the first of 10 had directed The Ten Commandments, uh, Cecil Jeez. B. DeMille. Uh, and also one of my favorite movies of all time, The Greatest Show on Earth, Charlton Heston, Jimmy Stewart, uh, and a host of other great stars of the time. And I, I remember growing up uh, watching these movies. My dad loved these movies, and uh, he passed that on to me. For, for younger audience viewers, uh, in those older projects, uh, Charlton Heston played mo- played Moses in the Ten Commandments. Correct, and he played the the circus. Uh, the and uh, the circus was another director, thing. Yeah, yes. Was, so yeah. that was your first. Uh, so no, the honorable mention was Frank Frank Cap Cap Capra, Cap, Capra. and your first of the main ten is Jason so, Mail, who did all these old like real older, older movies. movies. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, so Alfred Hitchcock has to be on the list. Okay, okay. You know, uh, again, I I the first of his movies that I ever saw was Rear Window. Again, with Jimmy Stewart. No, he, he sort of, oh, same, act, same, same actor, actor, Jimmy Stewart, yeah. yeah. So, um, it, 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 I think Alfred Hitchcock's, again, set the bar for how we view suspense 
uh, in movies. Uh, have you Psycho? Right. The Birds. Right. Dial M for Murder. Have movies, you seen all of his movies or just some of them? Most of them. Most, just most. most. Because he did, so he did a lot. Yeah, most yeah, of them. Okay. Sixty-eight. Okay. What I thought, what I was, what sixty-eight, what movies? Films. Yeah. All together, sixty-eight movies. What I like, what I thought was always interesting about um, Alfred Hitchcock is that he would try to put himself in his movies in like, like somehow mm -hmm. a cameo scene. Right, as a cameo, absolutely. And then for your psycho thing, he had a whole big trailer thing for how that how that would all go about. Right. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. that was your second after the after the first being um, right. Cesar Dimo, Second one, second was Alfred Alfred Hitchcock. Alfred Hitchcock and everybody. These right. are these are Rabbi's favorite favorite choices. Not not what, what people want to say is a, a best. Greatest. Best, greatest, great, greatest right. or best is a different right. thing. Okay. okay. So your third director now. Uh, well, of course, Steven Spielberg. Oh, is that third is Spielberg? Steven Spielberg. Uh, directed and produced over 1,100 movies and TV shows. Yeah, he's uh, a producer also. Yeah. yeah, and and for 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 me, for someone who can direct something like Animaniacs and then direct uh, Schindler's List shows an entire. And those were both around the same time frame. Actually, yeah. So in terms of of his versatility as a director. And, and for me, all of these directors, uh, I think it's really important to know the reason that they are my favorite directors is because they are master storytellers. Storytelling. Not necessarily they had, um, you know, the, the most technical eye or the most beautiful uh, uh, eye for, for, for um, setting or whatever. These are storytellers. Oh, the storytelling, yes. Yeah, and I think you'll see that as so, as we move through the list. As, good. For the list of that, that's really right. Oh, the story, so what I was saying, the storytelling is a very big aspect of it. Right. Mention, I want to mention real quick uh, two things about Spielberg. One, um, supposedly Indiana Jones 5 is coming out on June 30th. Yes. And he's only producing and not directing. Correct. So that worries me that he's not directing it again, but hopefully it'll still be an already movie even if he's I not directing. I think his influence will be felt. Of, but, of you think but, so? You know, and one of the things that's, that's really cool about Steven Spielberg yeah. is he always helps uh, newer directors. Oh yeah, newer. Okay. And then the other thing, fledgling directors, just, fledgling other directors artists. as well. Yeah. And the other thing I want to say quickly about him as far as he's producing, because he produces and also directing, is right. the, the being in, in behind the scenes for him still being also being involved for Back Back to the Future. Right. Yeah. Right. So I know that's your favorite. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so. yeah. So number. Uh, so we're. Anything else to say about Spielberg before we move on to four? Uh, I I just think that he's able to capture children and family relationships so well and be able to tell stories through them and, okay. and that to me is is, is uh, oh yeah I the enjoy. stories of Spielberg and how he tells them yeah, all those ways now back real quick on the honorable mention and and your first pick um if if it would have been a best greatest list if it would have been best instead of instead of favorite would would that honorable mention be on a best list in a different oh, way oh sure oh yeah, Frank Capra definitely would have would be more of a like, that's best, why best I bring him in okay. as an honorable mention okay. because I grew up uh, you know uh, by the time I was old enough to right. really understand okay so movies, in that case. Um, it's a wonderful life was being played right. on TV. So in that case, th today's episode will be um, the favorites. Yeah. And then we could do, and then the next time we meet, then it could be the best. Well, again, the ones that I think are the best, but yeah, and and again, that's what I'm saying. What you think? Your favorite yeah. and your best are going to be slightly different. Right. That's what I'm saying. Today is favorite, and then the next time could be best. Next time could be. Okay. <laughs> so Spielberg was three. Now we're on to four. Martin Scorsese. Oh, I knew you were going to say that, yeah. 795 titles that he's directed or produced. Oh, and also include... Yeah, I've also included... Directed or directed or produced, nice. Um, 
when Taxi Driver first came out. I mean, that was Robert De Niro's yeah. big, you know, yeah. his big splash. But just an amazing, again, way to tell a story. You know, it was really uh, just the, the combination of the storytelling, the suspense involved. It was just a really amazing story. Goodfellas. 1990 uh, Goodfellas. Yeah, The Aviator. Aviator. Casino. And to me, what wrapped it up for me is when he actually paid tribute to the movies with that very gentle and beautiful story, Hugo. Oh, I didn't see Hugo, but uh, yeah, was that was... 2018, 19, I'm Somewhere thinking, in the, yeah. yeah, somewhere on there. It was difference. really just, I, 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 it was just, it was like his love, love letter to movies. Mm -hmm. and, and, and for for mentioning of uh Casino, uh, yeah. rest in, for Casino, rest in peace to rest in peace to Ray 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 Liotta. He also uh wasn't he also in Goodfellas? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Because he was in Goodfellas, I said right. Yeah. yeah. So, anything else to say anything else to say about um Scorsese? I just think that, you know, he he so much had his pulse on where the American psyche was in terms of how to tell the stories. Right. And, uh, you know, again, I can't emphasize enough, and I'm, you're going to hear me say this over and over again during this uh, podcast, uh, that for me, a director needs to be able to tell the story. story part, yes. And that's really... To so me, I thought, really I thought I, I'm not into in, him as a director as much, right. but, but, but the one of his I had seen, yes. as far as when you said with the storytelling, uh, 2006, the, the, the Departed. Yes. When I watched The Departed, oh, uh, when I watched The Departed 2006, that has so much story to it with that. Right. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, amazing. Um, and then Christopher Nolan. For, is that number five is Christopher yeah, Nolan? number five is Christopher Nolan. Have you seen... Well, he has a shorter list of the movies he did, right. uh, director-wise. So, have you seen most or all of, of I've, Nolan's? I've seen the entire trilogy of the Batman right, reboot, right, of course. Yeah. Uh, the Dark Knight trilogy. Right, but I mean, have you seen all of Nolan's movies? or just No. Uh, well, here, I'll tell you the ones that I like. And the, Unlike, I okay. loved his reboot of, of Superman in Man of Steel. Right. I think that is the best telling of the Superman story. Uh, of any of the Superman movies or uh, TV series, he, or, yeah, he produced that and directed right. by Zack Snyder. Yes, right. so um, so you saw some of the Nolan movies, right? So the Prestige. I Prestige. don't know if you're familiar with. Yeah, this I heard story. of that one too. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It, incredible story and how he intertwines um, the two magicians and and um, <clears throat> excuse me and uses the actual magical term or the right. yeah the magician's term you like the prestige. prestige as the title of the movie prestige the, yeah. oh, oh as the title yeah, yeah. and what, what about uh, memento and insomnia um uh, I those were not my no, favorite, no, not those but much. inception inception incredible wow. inception. and interstellar was amazing right. um and and it, not just in the storytelling but in some of the um insights into character that he shares as part of the storytelling uh, in um, in Interstellar. I think it's amazing. So you liked both Inception and in Interstellar. So both of had them. You seen, had you seen Dunkirk and... Yes. You had seen Dunkirk? Oh, yeah, what, sure. well, quick, quick thoughts well, on Dunkirk. Well, Dunkirk is almost historical. Right, okay. So you, saw, you did yeah. like, you saw Dunkirk as well. Yeah. And, then, and one more reason, did you see Tenet? No, that yeah, I haven't seen. Ten, I haven't seen Tenet yet. Okay. okay. So, that's, so that's all about Nolan. So, yeah. the, so let's just quick, quick recap. The honorable mention for everybody was Frank... Car Frank 
Capra. Capra, who did uh, It's Wonderful Life Life in the 40s. Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. And Mr. Smith, all those. And then, uh, in no particular order, for the first one, we... Cecil 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 B. DeMille. Cecil B. DeMille. Cecil B. DeMille is number right. one, not in ranks, but number the first one. Second right. one was Alfred Hitchcock. Alfred Hitchcock was number two. Steven Spielberg. Spielberg was three. Martin Scorsese. Scorsese was, was four. And Chris Nolan. And Chris Nolan was five. Right. And we have five more coming up left for just his favorite. We'll do best another time. But before we do the final favorite after the first favorite, we are now going to segue to a quick commercial break. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me let me explain. Basically, it is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no, ma- so no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place that you can publish video podcasts to Spotify. With Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. I personally have been enjoying creating original and memorable podcasts, which are listened to in over 50 different countries. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor application or go to anchor.fm to get started. You'll be glad that you did. And we are back now talking about Rabbi's uh, 10 favorite movie directors with an honorable mention. These are favorite. We're going to do best on another time. And I recently unlocked the podcast subscription features. So if you don't want to have ads for just $10 a month, you can listen to all my 170 some podcasts in a lock feature that won't have any ads in them. And... They are specially unique episodes that you can only get from just a small $10 a month and they're subscription-based service only. With that said, we are back now talking about Rabbi, in no particular order, Rabbi's sixth favorite movie director. Number six. All right. Otto Preminger. Okay. Oh, I don't... If I tell you the name of the movies, then you'll know. Okay. Exodus. It's the story. I saw Exodus. That yes. was t- t- 19, 1960. Exodus. Yes, exactly. What else did he do? Um, Laura, uh, with Betty Davis. Didn't see that. Just Exodus. Uh, yeah. The Anatomy of a Murder. Okay. Um, Those. Wait, wait. What were the two after Exodus? Uh, Laura, Anatomy of a Murder, and then the Cardinal, which is about a priest, I think, in Massachusetts. Since I've only seen Exodus, could you give me a quick um, recommendation on why I should check out the non-Exodus ones? Oh, why? Um, I just think again storytelling. Oh, the storytelling. Storytelling. So, what were the three names of the three the movie the three movies after Exodus? Laura. One was called Laura. Anatomy of a Murder. The second was called Anatomy Anatomy of a Murder. Anatomy of a Murder. And the Cardinal. And the Cardinal. The Cardinal is a priest who has to deal with the, you know, with with Nazis and anti-Semitism. Okay, so those are three of his other movies outside of Texas. And then then one more, just because I love musicals, he did the the, the, um, film of Porgy and Bess. 
Okay. The Gershwin Opera. Okay. Yeah, so I'm so not so into I'm not so into um, the music. musicals. So I'll have to just, just re get a watch right. on those three other ones. Well, then. yeah, and if you go on to IMDb and you just put in Otto Preminger, you'll see all these oh, movies. And then, come but up. those are the th names of the three outside of right. Exodus. Yeah. Okay, great. So okay. that was that was. Number I'll have six. to look into those. Number yeah, that six. was six. All right, number all right. number seven. Number seven, and again, this is not in any order because no, I, no particular I, order. Yeah, it's just like as I thought of the movies. Then I said, oh, there's the directory, and I put the, the two together. Stanley Kubrick has to be mentioned. Uh, yeah, 2001 A Space Odyssey, Full Metal Jacket, such a great telling. Uh, even so much of the symbolism, even within the movie itself, was amazing. Clockwork Orange. Uh, boy, oh boy, I'll tell you, I, 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 that's a scary movie to me. For me. For me also. Yeah. And Doctor Strangelove. Right. I mean, to me, the, the, the best part is having Slim Pickens writing down on right. the box. Right. 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 <laughs> yeah. right. I, think they, I think they showed that in, like, the trailer clips. Also. Yeah, they yeah. did. Yeah. Uh, so, but I mean, so clever. He's just, just, he, he looks for any opportunity to sort of switch it up on the viewer. You know, it's just really... Yeah, I, I, you you liked a lot of his movies. I just I want to say for everybody that I think he's it's not he's not gonna he's not gonna be for for, for everybody. No, for sure. Yeah, um, it's really, um, it, it, it's very difficult to to really get his what he's what he's at. But I just think he's brilliant. And again, the storytelling is for me the bottom line. Right. Of course, yeah. all kinds of. So and you liked all. So far, right. you liked all these directors' storytelling. Right. Okay. And now from the sublime to the ridiculous. Okay, number eight. Rob Reiner. Okay, I know some of his. Rob so, Reiner, yeah. the bucket list. You know, uh, just the pairing of Morgan Freeman and Jack, uh, Jack, Jack Nicholson. Nicholson. I mean, think of just that's so clever. Uh, uh, a few good men, right? When you, Harry Met Sally, Princess uh, Bride, all those, wow. The American President is absolutely one of my favorite movies of all time. And there's uh, oh, Spinal Tap, of course. This is Spinal Tap. But there's another uh, sort of more obscure movie, and it's to me it's not a great movie, but it's just fun to watch, is a movie called Rumor Has It. And it's almost like a sequel to The Graduate, but not as serious. How would you say that it's kind of like a sequel to? Well, because you, you look at the, the main character. Um, Who's in it? Um, uh, Kevin okay. Costner. Um... Oh my gosh, I'm just blanking on... Uh, what's her name? Uh, Rachel from the... Yep, Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston. Oh, it's the one that Jennifer Aniston is? That yeah, one? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, I mean, they talk about the graduate type thing. Is that yeah, that's it. Like yeah, yeah, it's sort of sort like... Of... Like, she thinks that right. she is uh, like the granddaughter of Mrs. Robinson or the daughter of Mrs. Robinson, right? You know? Right. She, so she, you know, and Kevin Costner plays the graduate uh, character in, in, in right. all of this, right? So um, that it's, 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 I think it's a cute premise and the storytelling, again, the I story say it's not one of the, not one that's so great, but that it's, it's not a great just, movie, just kind of, but it's, yeah. it's a fun story. Fun, fun, yeah. fun story to watch. Right. So that was eight, right? Right. All right. Number nine. My list would not be complete without the man, Mel Brooks. Of course. <laughs> and at least uh, Mel Brooks, at least at the time, at the time of this recording in January 24th, two, 2023, he is in 96 now, 97 years old, he's still alive. He, Mel Brooks is still at least alive. Yep. At and least. he's consulting on History of the World Part 2. Say, no way. What? Yeah, yeah what History of the World Part 2. What? Uh, 
What do you, yeah. what do you mean? What do you mean? Like they're it's doing it. it right now? They're they're they're, they're it's in production right now. Are you now. serious? Yeah, the history of the world part two is in production. Because the whole thing with that, the whole thing with that is Wanda, that Wanda Sykes is is oh. involved in the project. Really? Yeah, I thought the whole thing with that was wow. I thought the whole thing with that was that um by saying part one at the end was just a joke. It was. But now they're making part two right now. <laughs> so as we speak, they're wow. in production. Oh my god! <laughs> I, I wow, I'm so thrilled. I can't wait for it. To so come you, you're still still working There's in your trailers audience. out. There's trailers available for it. Oh my! I, I, that's yeah. interesting. Wow. Yeah. In the 90s. So wow. uh, of course, his original producers with Zero Mistel and Gene Wilder. Classic. Absolutely classic. Oh. But, Back to the Exodus director real quick. Yeah. After this, Otto Preminger. Yes. After yes, that, that name for it. After some recording, can you write down on a piece of paper the name of those three movies? Sure. So I know I'll what to give, check I'll out. Give me my list. The, yeah, the list of those three that were yeah. outside of Exodus. Right. Okay. So uh, a little bit more about what you want to say about Mel Brooks. Well, uh, Blazing. So all of his movies, especially like Blazing Saddles and Young Frankenstein and High Anxiety, those three, they were like tributes to that genre, tributes to the Western. And so while it seems as though in, in one hand he's sort of lampooning, uh, making fun of, like some of the, um, some of the, uh, you know, conventions of the Western and the, and like the horror movies of, of and, and uh, like Alfred Hitchcock, he actually had Alfred Hitchcock come in for a pre-screening of... Wait, wait, I'm sorry. How is Alfred Hitchcock and Mel Brooks connected again? I'm going to tell okay. you. Okay. So he had Alfred Hitchcock. He invited him to come in for a screening of High Anxiety because it was supposed... You know, he wanted to... It was, he quotes in a funny way some of his movies. For instance, the scene where, um, where he's like outside and he's going to make a telephone call and all the birds poop on him. Right, that's that's a send up of the birds, obviously. Right, so um, the, the the business with the newspaper, the newspaper dripping in the shower, that's psycho, right? You right. Know, okay, so um, and Young Frankenstein is a is a is a tribute to the horror, you know, the horror, you know, black, you know, um, gothic horror movie genre. Right. As a matter of fact, he used the original equipment from Frankenstein, the original Frankenstein movie. The original he, equipment. Yeah, he used the right, equipment right. on the set. So, um, but I think that that what Mel Brooks does in such a nice way is he just goes right after, um, and and again he tells the story in a really funny way. It's easy to. I, I like it. I like the humor of all his storytelling yeah. and. Um, the thing with Blazing Saddles yeah. is, which a lot of people I, can watch and like, enjoy, is that it's something like with the way the world climate is now, it's it's like probably couldn't couldn't get made today, possibly. Probably, probably, probably not. couldn't get made today. Yeah, because of some of the conventions. But still, was, but still, for people to check it out, funny. That, yeah, it's so still funny. funny, you know. Yeah. Um, and and of course, Robin Hood Men in Tights. Yep, yep. In the nineties, Robin, Robin Hood Men Robin in Tights breaks the fourth wall more than any of the other movies, the right? Uh, so yeah, I mean, like he's actually talking to the audience, and it, it's you know. So you're saying inside of Men in Tights, there were a number of scenes where it breaks the wall. Oh yeah. Oh sure. Wow. The fourth wall. Nice. Um, and then my last is a fairly unknown director, and I don't even know if I'm saying his name correctly. But I loved, I absolutely loved uh, five, five, the five movies I'm about to mention here. Lasse Hallstrom. 
Lassa Hallstrom. Was that the name of the movie? Or the director? No, that's the name of the director. Oh, we'll say it again. Say the name. Lassa Hallstrom. And what were the five? Swedish director. Swedish. What were the five movies? What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Great movie. Cider House Rules. Great movie. Chocolat. Two thousand. Again, great story. Great movie. A Dog's Purpose. Oh my gosh. When did A Dog's Purpose come out, roughly? Uh, three, four years ago. Okay. It was before and, the pandemic. Okay, and five? Yeah. I think. The 100-Foot Journey. Oh, those are five The 100-Foot Journey was actually oh. a book written by a Philadelphia um, uh, uh, food critic uh, and an author. Okay, he was a food critic. so this last director, number 10, what is it about him and those five movies that They are your... such gentle stories. Oh, gen they, gentle. They, okay. they tell a story. All of his movies, they tell a story in a very, you know, it's there. You're not going to see a lot of action in the movie. No action. Okay. It's it's going to be mostly um, the characters moving the story forward and how the characters interact and how they react to one another and react to their situation mm. and how they develop. But the story, but there's a storyline that runs through each that gets you to the end of the movie and you go, oh my gosh, we're at the end of the movie. You know, it was like, it, it, it maintains your interest the whole way through, to me, for me. Um, and, and I have to admit, you know, that um, my, um, my pleasure, you know, whatever, whatever they call that. that guilty, they, guilty pleasure? Guilty pleasure, guilty yeah, pleasure. is, is uh, romantic comedies anyway. So, um, you know, as you can see from some of these movies, not romantic comedies, although When Harry Met Sally sure, surely is, The Hundred Foot Journey is actually more of a romantic comedy than you might think. Okay. Um, so, Chocolat the same way. Nice. Uh, so, like, of your ten movie directors for your favorites, um, like, have you seen most of their movies in their catalog? Yeah, most, most, most. 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 And, and, like, how often do you uh, go back to rewatch some of these? You should see my iPod, uh, my iTunes playlist. Yeah. Uh, my, yeah. my, um, uh, my uh, what do they call it? My movie playlist. Um, and it's mostly these guys. <laughs> mostly the, mostly, mostly those ten? Although there are others. I mean, obviously, because I love movies. Right. And, and so these were yeah. your ten favorite. In another episode, we could do your um, however many um, what was it word best. Yeah. I don't know how that would be titled. Uh, Rabbi, Rabbi, Rabbi we could actually do my top twenty five movies or fifty movies, and and a lot of these would be on there. The movies themselves, yeah. I, I, instead I, of the directors, you mean? Well, like? we could go direct with anything. Whatever. You want. Yeah, I'm good. If you want to talk movies, I'll talk movies all day. Yes. So I'm just saying, well, these are specific, specifically your uh, your ten favorite. The other one would be ten best. Or yeah. I guess the word is best. Yeah. Ten best would be a word best different. Yeah, than best would be more of an objective view that you would see that a lot of my um, and and by the way, some of these directors wouldn't be on that ten best. That's what I'm saying. It's a different yeah, best. It, they wouldn't necessarily would not. Some would, but some would not. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Cool. So another could be a ten best. Another episode is ten best, and another like you said it was like. 25, what was it? 25 what movies? 25 or 50 top favorite oh, movies. Top fav favorite. Yeah, and, and you can even categorize. I have, I, look, it's clear I absolutely love movies. I will say that the horror suspense is not my favorite genre. genre. So, for instance, I'm not going to be watching or Friday the 13th series right, that, or uh, yeah. any of the... Yeah, I don't like horror. I don't like horror either. But I do like suspense. But the suspense part, yeah. yeah. 
Um, so, so I also really just tell the audience real quick when you mentioned that about how you like movies and all that there is that um, hearing some of Rabbi's uh, sermons, yes. I like the sermons. I like the sermons when Rabbi brings connect uh, movies into it. Right. And I've done everything from Star Trek and Star Wars to, uh, um, and I know there are people who would hate me even saying them in the same sentence. Uh, <laughs> For which in the same sentence? Uh, Star Wars and Star Trek. Oh, yeah, they're two totally yeah. different things. <laughs> people, yeah. I, and I get that. I, I truly get that. Uh, um, to Interstellar, I quoted Interstellar in a sermon. In a sermon. Uh, I've quoted, obviously, Fiddler on the Roof and other types, you know. Uh, what was it about Interstellar that you really enjoyed about it so much? Oh, my gosh. First of all, I love the whole idea of um, the, the physics of time. You know oh, how, yeah, how, how we know. Uh, and, and by the way, if you, if any of you want to really get into Interstellar, they do have a making of, and there's a, a, a piece called "The Science of Interstellar," where they actually go through and interview physicists who talk about how accurate the theoretical physics is in um, in Interstellar. Nice. And real quick, same question for Inception. Oh, um, wow. Well, well, it could be, you know, not too long. But yeah. Well, okay. So just uh, first off, uh, my son saw Interception. Uh, saw Inception. Inception. Yeah. Interstellar and Inception yeah. together. Interception. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> that could be a football movie. Anyway, um, so my son had seen Inception and invited me. He said, you got to see this, Dad. So we went to the theater to see it, and it starts out, you know, the music, the introduction. I said, oh, my gosh, that's got to be Hans Zimmer. And it certainly is. Right? And he goes, how did you know that, Dad? I said, because I know his music, right? <laughs> so the score is amazing, but just the concept. Think about that concept of the story of getting into someone's mind. Right, into the mind. Into the mind, and, and you know with a background in psychology and right. and and just to follow a storyline like that as outrageous from a theoretical right. standpoint as right. it might be um i Very i just i painful. loved the concept yeah. and i loved how they followed through with the story yeah and the stuff towards the end with, with what he did was right. him trying to do his own little bond movie with the snow scene towards the end mm -hmm. yeah so the other and, and the other thing was, um, oh gosh, now I can't remember. Uh, Fantastic Voyage. Okay. I read the book way back when I was in grade school, and then they had made a movie out of it where they actually inject this little ship. They miniaturize it, and they, where is the voyage? It's voyage called is, Fantastic Voyage. Right. Is this by the director or something? No, no, no. It's by another director. Oh, director just, yeah. Oh, you say so. That. So they they made a movie about injecting. A miniaturized, um, like medical search party, essentially into the body, into the bloodstream, and it, it, it was an adventure story. But is it, that connecting to Inception somehow? Well, yeah, because Inception now they're in injecting into the mind, essentially. Oh, okay. So the Voyager thing somehow. Yeah. That. And then lastly, um, you met, with, with him saying you see the three rebooted Batman movies, quick things about the three rebooted Batman movies. Like uh, I just, okay. I loved that, you know, up until that time, anything about Batman right. was sort of campy and really um, 
uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, it, was, it was really like like poking fun. It was right. like like almost right. like circus. Right. So it was more serious, more serious for you than than the focus. And part? I loved the fact that they made it a more serious, right. more thoughtful, and really the dark side of you know the darker side of Batman, which is really how, how it was almost portrayed in in the original comics, in the original DC comics. Right. Okay. So, so you yeah. like those parts for the Batman right. that way. Right. Okay. Um, last question. By the way, just as an aside, sure. um, there's a guy by the name of Jerry Robinson who was the illustrator for most of the Batman. Yeah. That's how they came up with the name Robin. Jerry uh, Robin. Oh, that's very, who, very yeah. interesting there. Yeah, that's, uh, anyway, okay. go ahead. Okay. For um, younger audience, people that are, uh, I want to say anyone really born um, after me, what would... Um, this is the last question of the podcast. What um, what would you recommend, advise, or suggest, in your opinion, for people born after us, uh, born after me, particularly, what what they should try to look out for on what kind of movie directors uh, and movies they should try to seek out to watch and study. So, I always have a difficult time with with answering this type of type of question because. We all have personal tastes, but I always recommend so go going. What was the storytelling? Yeah, one is look at the storytelling, storytelling. and look at the character at development. The now, a lot of it has to do with the writing, but a director can influence what happens with the script after the script is submitted. And oftentimes, a good director will coach up the writer to rewrite or to. Maybe develop. Yeah, let's the, the writing aspect. Do you think the writing of each movie could make or break a movie if the writing isn't done a certain way? If they keep rewriting it, like how important that is the writing to each movie when the writing could be maybe not oh, good or bad. Oh, you could have the best actor in the world, and if the script is bad, right. the script is bad. Right. Even right. You know, and, and if right. and if the you know the, the and by the way, the vice you know the reverse is also true. If you could have the best script in the world, and if you have a really, if you have really, so vice versa, either way, right, from both ways, right. That. So it's always, it's always, always going to be a, um, you know, a combined effort. It's going to be cooperative oh, effort combined between the writer, your director, and and the director really um, allowing the actors, especially if you have really good actors, uh, allowing them to. Do their thing, you know, cool. coaching them and and, nice. and, and and do their thing. <laughs> so for younger audience, um, I always uh, it's always important to me to go back to the original sources. That's just in original everything source. that I do. Original sources. So if you, um, I would advise take you know take a close look at It's a Wonderful Life. Ah, the the you know, Frank Cap Capra, Frank Capra. Who, and and then look at how stories are told today and right. you can see it like a direct nice. line right. through from how, that, from how storytelling developed. Just I mean as a cuteness a cute aside right. Sesame Street uses the characters Bert and Ernie right. which occurred in It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, in what way? Uh, they were characters in the Oh story, wow wow Bert wow and okay. Ernie. Well yeah. really, really interesting all that. Well, <laughs> so, so I want to just I want to thank you for coming on yeah. and giving your uh, 10 plus the honorable mention. I really appreciate getting your thoughts and opinions about those movie directors favorite out there. We could do best next and everything and um the last thing I just want to say about all these is um, thanks again. I'll, we should work together soon with more of these. And um, 
uh, everybody support your local movie theater because um, with the, the big silver screen with strangers, because uh, seeing big movies on a big screen is really the only real way to see it. Um, with if I can add, sure, then yeah. yes, please. I don't care if you have a sixty-inch plasma TV at home. There's nothing like going to a theater, yeah, like a theater exactly. and and seeing it on the big screen. So it's keep just the movie theaters. Yes, exactly. I, I I agree. Keep the movie theaters in business, so you can see movies on the big screen throughout the decade, throughout into the decade through the 2030s, the decade of the 2030s. Um, for me, being an action action fan, to go see John Wick Chapter Four at the end of March, and Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning this summer. 20, Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One, summer 2023. Because streaming online, because streaming is just not the same as the big theatrical experience. Thanks again for coming on, Rebiets. Everybody dance and have a good time. One more time. Everybody dance and have a good time. This is Rebiets. And Millennial Man Motions Entertainment, LLC, signing out to Best Movie Directors.